You're listening to the Outdoor Photography Podcast, episode 34. In today's Tidbit Tuesday, we're going to talk about an important principle in composition, and that is balance. We'll chat about what balance is, what role it plays in composition, how effectively to use it to create compelling photos, and more. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Brenda Petrella, the creator of Outdoor Photography School. Join me as I sit down with top landscape and nature photographers and outdoor industry experts to chat about creativity, composition, photography tips and techniques, essential gear, safety in the outdoors, respect for nature, and so much more. Tune in every week to learn how to create compelling and impactful images while exploring and enjoying the natural world. Welcome to the Outdoor Photography Podcast. Hey everyone, Brenda Petrella here, here to help you create better images and reconnect with nature. I'm so excited you're here with me today to chat about photography. Since it's Thanksgiving week here in the US, I thought this would be a great time to thank all of you who have supported the show in some way. Whether that's because you shared it with a friend, bought me a few copies through the link in the show notes, left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or even on the new website at outdoorphotographypodcast.com. Although we come from different backgrounds and all levels of experience, we are in this photography journey together, and I appreciate you and your support, which enables me to keep on delivering value and making the show better over time. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be in your earbuds each week, and so thank you for tuning in and for your continued support. As you know, I love hearing from you. And so if you have a question you'd like me to answer on a future Tidbit Tuesday, just go to OutdoorPhotographyPodcast.com and click the button to record your question. This week's Tidbit topic was inspired by one of our loyal listeners, Paul. Hey, Brenda, Paul Rodden here. Um, I really enjoyed your um, interview with Karen Cooper. It was a, a great podcast. One of the things that she talked about was that she wants to achieve balance in her images. And I struggle with the whole concept of balance even. Um, maybe for a tidbit Tuesday, you could go into balance with a simple explanation of what it is and then a discussion of how you go about um, achieving that in your images. Thanks a lot. Keep up the great work. I appreciate it. It's great to hear from you, Paul, and thanks for asking this insightful question. So before we talk about what balance is in photography, let's first take a 10,000-foot view of composition. What is composition? Well, without going into a whole discussion around the rules of composition or how to use visual elements like lines, shapes, tones, and colors, we can think of composition simply as an arrangement. And this is true for any art form. In music, notes are arranged into measures with a certain number of beats per measure. In dance, different movements are arranged cohesively into a choreography. In poetry, words are arranged into lines and stanzas. And these arrangements help us to understand, interpret, and enjoy these different forms of expression. And photography is no different. Composition is not just a collection of objects that you've decided to include in the frame. But more importantly, it is an arrangement of those objects and their characteristics of tone, color, texture, size, shape, and so forth. Keep in mind that with arrangement, 
every element in the scene is in relationship with every other element in the scene. And we can make visual conclusions about these relationships, such as what is significant and what's not. And we can strengthen our compositions by understanding these relationships better. Balance is just one way to help the viewer make sense of the relationships formed in your compositional arrangement. So what is balance exactly and how do we achieve it in landscape or nature photography? Well, to understand balance, we first need to understand another concept, and that is visual weight. Visual weight refers to how heavy a particular object feels in a scene, and our perception of how heavy an object is may actually have nothing to do with the actual physical weight of an object. So while the size of an object and how much it fills the frame definitely impacts its visual weight, other intrinsic characteristics also carry visual weight, such as color, shape, tonal value, positioning within the frame, proximity to other objects or negative space, and even texture. And it's not just one of these characteristics that determines visual weight, but a combination of them. And some combinations will have more visual weight than others. So balance in photography is a way to arrange your subject with other compositional elements so that the visual weight of these elements is equalized throughout the image. Balanced images tend to elicit a more pleasing experience in the viewer, one that feels cohesive and harmonious. And that's because our minds actively seek to make sense of visual information by grouping objects, finding patterns, and yes, seeking balance. As such, using an unbalanced arrangement is also an effective compositional technique if we want to invoke a different kind of emotion in our image, like feeling unsettled, which can create tension, and a feeling of movement or energy in a photo. So you may be thinking to yourself, okay, so to get a balanced photo, I just need to balance out the visual weight of various elements in the scene? Well, not so fast. To complicate matters more, we need to balance not just the visual weight of objects, but also what draws our attention first, which may or may not be something with a lot of visual weight. And we can think of this concept as visual attention rather than visual weight. So for example, brighter areas of a scene will draw your eye first before the darker areas, even though the darker areas are considered to have more visual heaviness to them. And the same goes for sharpness, areas of high contrast, and certain colors, all of which draw our attention first. And so visual attention also needs to be considered when we create our compositions. All right, with that background, now let's dive into the two primary types of balance in photography and some examples. The two main types of balance are symmetrical balance and asymmetrical balance. Symmetrical balance is pretty easy to conceptualize because it's basically just a reflection or a mirror image where identical or nearly identical elements are equally placed on either sides of the image, whether that's from left to right or top to bottom. Both sides of the image contain the same kind and amount of visual weight and visual attention. Photos that are symmetrically balanced tend to feel comfortable and stable because our brains don't have to work very hard to make sense of the visual information. It's already organized for us in a neat and tidy way, and our brains feel at ease. And if this is the feeling that we're trying to elicit from our composition, then great. But if we want to introduce more intrigue, mystery, or awe, or we just want our viewers to study our photos a little more deeply, then using asymmetrical balance is a better approach because it results in more complex, yet still pleasing, 
compositions, and they are also more challenging to achieve. Asymmetrical balance brings us back to our earlier discussion around relationships between elements in a scene. Once you've identified which objects, their positions, colors, tones, textures, and so forth, have more or less visual weight, then you can start to arrange these elements in your frame so that they balance each other out. Different kinds of elements can balance each other out so long as their visual weight is equalized to some extent, and we'll tease this apart more in a moment. Asymmetrical balance is achieved when unlike objects or elements in a scene balance out each other's visual weight and or visual attention. So for example, the visual weight of a large object can be equalized by a grouping of smaller objects in a different part of the frame. In addition to size, asymmetrical balance can be achieved with tonal balance, color balance, and with positioning in the frame. In tonal asymmetrical balance, lights balance out darks, or highlights balance out shadows. While lighter areas will draw your eye first, the darker areas will carry more visual weight. Therefore, to balance out the visual weight, you will want to include more highlights or lighter areas of the scene. In color asymmetrical balance, brighter and more vibrant colors are visually heavier than muted or pastel colors. A small amount of a bright color like red will pop out on a cooler background and our eye is immediately drawn to it. Even though it takes up a small portion of the whole frame, the color carries a lot of visual weight. In fact, red is considered the heaviest color with yellow as the lightest and blue and green somewhere in between. When it comes to visual attention, warmer colors grab our attention first and so they tend to pop forward whereas cooler colors tend to grab our attention secondarily, and so they recede more to the background. And this is why many landscape and nature photographers will slightly warm up their highlights and cool down their shadows if it would fit the composition, because it can add a little more depth to the image. Now let's talk about another way to use asymmetrical balance, which is positioning of your subject within the frame. Different areas of the frame carry different amounts of visual weight. So for example, objects in the upper half of an image will appear heavier than objects in the lower half, presumably because we apply the concept of gravity, and so objects at the top would have a longer distance to travel to get to a rested state on the ground. Likewise, because we tend to read the frame left to right, objects on the right will carry more visual weight than objects on the left. And finally, objects closer to the edge of the frame will have more visual weight than those in the center. So for example, a large object placed near the center could be balanced out by smaller objects placed near the edge of the frame. So you can think of asymmetrical balance as a quid per quo of sorts. If we have a little visual weight over here, then we wanna have a little visual weight over there to balance it out. One way to help visualize this in your image is to use different crop guide overlays while editing. So for example, Adobe Lightroom has a whole bunch of crop guide overlays from which to choose, not just the rule of thirds grid. And one that is helpful to use when assessing visual balance is simply a two by two grid where the frame is evenly divided vertically and horizontally, creating quadrants. And this is one way to see if different visual elements are balanced throughout the scene from left to right and top to bottom. If you want to learn more about crop guide overlays, I'll put a link to a YouTube video I created about how to use them in the show notes. And playing around with cropping and using different aspect ratios is another way to dial in and tweak balance in an image. So now you may be thinking, good grief, this is a lot to think about when composing an image. 
How am I supposed to measure the visual weight of certain elements in the scene? And how am I supposed to know how to arrange them into a cohesive and balanced composition? And it is a lot to keep in your head when trying to be creative out in the field. But the encouraging part is that measuring visual weight and incorporating balance are not precise activities. Rather, it's best to use your intuition and go by feel. And two of our recent guests, Karen Cooper and Alistair Ben, both discussed how they rely on how an image feels to know whether the composition achieves their desired effect. So I encourage you to check out their interviews if you haven't heard them yet. And with the knowledge you now have about the different ways to achieve balance in a composition, you can go back and analyze your images that don't feel quite right and see if that's because they're unbalanced in some way. So what changes to the composition would make it feel more balanced? Perhaps a different point of view or different focal length or a different aspect ratio or crop or more or less negative space? One thing that you can try when determining what has visual weight in a photo is to imagine removing different elements and see how that changes the feel or balance of the photo. It's often easier to detect an unbalanced image than it is to detect a balanced image because the latter just makes sense to us visually. And it's also worth mentioning again that an unbalanced composition is okay too, so long as the tension it creates was part of your intent for the photo. And finally, practice, practice, practice. Or perhaps I should say, play, play, play. As the late, great Mr. Rogers said, Play gives children a chance to practice what they are learning. And that goes for us as well. So have a little fun playing with balance and see what you learn in the process. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this Tidbit Tuesday. As always, I appreciate you and I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. Be sure to check out our new podcast website if you haven't already at outdoorphotographypodcast.com. There you can access all of the episodes, follow or share the podcast with one click, find the detailed show notes and profiles on our great guests, ask a question for Tidbit Tuesday, and even leave a review without needing to be on Apple Podcasts. Next week, we have Pennsylvania-based landscape photographer, writer, and educator Chrissy Dunnady on the show to chat about challenges of achieving the ever-elusive work-life balance, staying connected to what brings you happiness in photography, some Lightroom tips, and a whole lot more. And so until then, have a happy Thanksgiving, my friends, and don't forget to get outside and find yourself a little nature. Take care.